0: On today's episode, Anna is sharing the stories of the cults, narco-Satanists, and love has won. Welcome to Crime Bar.
1: Shall we? We shall. Shall <laughs> shall we do this thing?
0: All right. What do you have for me today? How are you?
1: <laughs> what are you what's up
0: with you? What's Hi. Up, what's up, girl? <laughs> what's up with you?
1: Like I don't see your face from morning to night every single day. Mm-hmm. Except for this weekend, no, I was out of town. Yes, you were in Palm Springs, and I was in Cabo previously, prior. <laughs> <laughs> so, like a while prior ago, a while prior ago, a while prior what? ago. Well, <laughs> you know, not. I wouldn't say a while ago, but less than a week days really <laughs> <laughs> sure oh shoot what's wednesday oh my Wait, god no, it's been almost a week Tuesday. it has been almost a week well anyway time flies anyways <laughs> none of, this is relevant none <laughs> of it matters all. really the point is we both went on vacation and yeah. we're back and we're excited to be here We <laughs> back um so admittedly i am not like a big fan of Colts. <laughs> not, not like <laughs> <Who> not, <is? laughs> well just like a lot of people i feel like everyone has like a topic that fires them up Oh sure. true crime wise. Sure sure sure. Cults do not float my boat really. Oh,
0: they don't fire you up. They don't fire me they up. They just
1: pull you down. They they don't really do much to me really. Okay. Okay. Um, but I guess that's why I'm going to cover it today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to start this story with. I don't like doing this. No, okay. but this but these stories were very interesting, and I will be talking about one that is very recent and then one that happened late '80s. Um, because I was just telling you this yesterday. I'm that idiot that really didn't think that people fell for cults anymore. <laughs> I thought this was something that we just kind of gave up on and moved past in the eighties.
0: Yeah, I feel like as long as people follow organized religion, they're going there to do will this. Be cults.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yikes! So, um, <clears throat> the year is nineteen
0: eighty nine. Well,
1: yikes!
0: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you wrote down? Okay, is grandpa. That how you start yeah, your story? In all caps. Yikes!
1: No, I did say uh, the year is nineteen eighty nine. Okay, it's spring break and four friends from Santa Fe, Texas, head to South Padre Island. South Padre is this like long, beautiful stretch of sand where Texas meets the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, I would like to go to there. Uh, no? oh, okay. <laughs> you do and you don't really. I don't
0: know, I just wanna go on vacation. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll be going to Cabo soon. The group was made up of Mark Kilroy, Bill Huddleston, Bradley Moore, and Brent Martin. They all went to different colleges in Texas uh, but they like grew up together. They played, you know, high school sports together. They've known each other forever. And the longtime friends were so excited for some quality time and a week full of partying and mean ladies. <laughs> Mark was said to be well-built, blonde, and the typical all-American boy next door. He was a great athlete and a pre-med at University of Texas, So he had a lot on his plate, and he was looking forward to a jam-packed trip of fun with his boys. The four guys drove from Brownsville to Matamoros, which I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I even did the Google videos, but Matamoros. (laughs) It's a border town known for its lineup of bars and clubs and just really cheap prices. You can get a beer for a buck, and it's just filled with American college kids. I hate drinking beer. It makes me so gassy. <laughs> just the topic of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I was just picturing myself in this place. I was picturing myself in the story, and that is not a selling
1: point for me. The cheap beer? The dollar beer. I'm sure beers. they have cheap marks too. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then I'm sold. You would have found a way to have fun. Yeah. Um. This street that they, it's called Calle Obregon. <laughs> and once again, definitely going to butcher that one. Mm-hmm. Very popular with spring breakers um, every single year. Hotspot. Okay. So the four guys met some girls from Kansas along the way and I think they were like looking for directions, met up, decided to party together. They head straight to a club called Sergeant Peppers and the place was crowded and lively and they all partied until around 2.30 a.m. And then they just headed back to their hotel. When they woke up the next day, they were like, we have to go back. They had such a good time. They decided to head back to Matamoros the next night. The guys decided that they wanted to leave their car on the American side of the border. So instead of parking in Mexico. So they parked their car and then they walk across this really long bridge that connects to Calle Abregon. They crossed the bridge and went to a spot called El Sombrero. And then they walked a few blocks down the street to the Hard Rock. At some point, Mark wandered away from his friends to talk to a girl that he happened to know. Then he eventually ditches her and makes his way back to his friends. Nothing out of the ordinary was happening. They leave the hard rock and start walking towards the bridge to get back to their car to go back to the hotel. They're drunk, they're happy, they're joking around. And when they're about 200 feet away from the American border, Bill goes to like pee behind a tree that's in this small park right at the beginning of the street. And as he's peeing, he sees a Hispanic man start to wave the guys over. He's like doing this sort of come here motion with his hands. And from where he's standing, he can hear Mark say, didn't I just see you somewhere? So Bill assumes he's drunk. He assumes that Mark knows the guy and he thinks nothing of it. When Bill finishes peeing seconds later, he walks up to his friends, but notices that Mark isn't there. The guys start looking everywhere for him. He was gone so fast that it was difficult to register what he was doing and why he was nowhere to be found. It was like split second gone. Mm -hmm. The three guys make their way back to the car, hoping that he's like had just wandered off and met them there. But he was nowhere to be found. After waiting a little longer, they decide that they should just head back to the hotel because in their brains, there was a chance that Mark might have gotten a ride with someone else. Well, yeah. You never know. The drunk, drunk dudes. Drunk brains. Yeah. Come up with a lot of weird things. And like people are really trusting, especially back then. This is late 80s. So I think you and just men get into cars. In general. <laughs> they can just do that. They have that luxury. Mm-hmm. When they woke up the next morning, Mark still wasn't there and they hadn't heard anything from him either. So understandably, they assumed the worst and reported him missing in Matameros. Authorities immediately suspected that foul play was involved but there wasn't any information to really go off of. So Mark's description was given to every hospital, every jail, but nothing came of it. Investigators even had a hypnotist talk to the guys, and when Bradley Moore was being hypnotized, he stated that the last time he saw Mark, he was talking to a young Hispanic man that had some sort of gash on his face. Oh. Mark's family flew in to help with the search and offered a $15,000 reward for any information about where he might be. Everyone was doing everything they could, Texas officials, the Matamoros authorities, the family, but nothing was coming from it. His family eventually had to return back home and they simply had to rely on the police to continue the investigation for them. So while this is happening, completely unrelated... Mexico and the U.S. announced that they were going to be cracking down on the drug trafficking problem at the border. This, like, massive anti-drug operation involved a dozen helicopters, 30 airplanes, and 1,200 agents. It was huge. It was said to be, like, one of the biggest of its kind. So just three weeks after Mark Kilroy's disappearance, a resident of Matamoros was arrested when he didn't stop for, like, this routine police roadblock Mm. and he just so happened to have weed on him so they had to question him Mm. and his name was elio hernandez rivera and he was only 22 years old he was brought in for questioning and it turns out that his family owns a very small ranch in matamaros and they were known marijuana smugglers when the federales got to the ranch they found something like seven i would think it was like 75 pounds of weed on the property jeez but that's like not the worst of it, oh. <laughs> of course. Well, I wasn't thinking that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> okay, so this is where things um, get very disturbing and weird. Okay. The federales show a picture of Mark Kilroy to the ranch caretaker and they ask if he just so happened to have seen this missing American man. Like, this wow, is. I wonder why they so, did that. It's so unrelated, made yeah. no sense, but I they. I was reading this article um, from Rolling Stone and that's where I got most of this information. Mm -hmm. And they said it was something, it was routine for them to do that, but I don't know why it's a a missing man and then drug smugglers. So it makes no sense, but whatever. So the caretaker said, yes, as a matter of fact, not only had he seen him once before, but that he had been at the very ranch. Oh, he had been there. So he then points to a tin shack that's in the distance. And- I hate that. I hate it too. Just like the ominous point Mm -hmm. to like this creepy shed in the middle of this, I don't like any of it. So when authorities approached the shack that was located about 400 yards away from where they were standing, they are hit with the most revolting scent. Oh no. They immediately knew it was the stench of rotting flesh. This is when they discovered 12 male corpses that had been buried in shallow graves oh my god one of these men was mark kilroy and his body had been brutally mutilated oh his legs had been cut off at the knee and his spine and his brain were removed oh my god it's a horror movie the bodies of mark and the other men had been shot they had been stabbed disfigured hearts ripped out eyes ears and testicles removed amongst other disgusting things one of the disgusting more than that it's like it just goes on and on and on and one of the men had even been decapitated so upon further investigation three more bodies were discovered so that brings the body count to a total of 15 men that had been buried on the property wow the disturbing details Do not stop there. Uh, Inside the shack, the Federales found urns that were filled with blood and hair. And there was a large pot that had been used to boil some of the victims' bodies.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I know. It's
1: it's tough to hear. Mm. Uh, There was a human brain next to a charred turtle. Just bizarre. uh, I know. Immediately, I was like, yeah, there's a human brain, but the turtle... (laughs) Um and this was unlike anything anyone had obviously ever seen. This was shocking and it, it, there was just like this overwhelming presence of evil and unspeakable violence they couldn't comprehend it. So according to a statement from Elio Rivera, that was the one that was stopped at the 22-year-old. Yeah. The, the 15 victims were murdered as a part of a ritual. The cult believed that human sacrifice would protect the drug operation that they were running and that Mm -hmm. it would somehow make them invincible. Two of the cult members were found wearing necklaces that were made from human vertebrae. So remember how Mark's spine had been removed? The guys were wearing it around their necks and they said that they did this so that bullets could not hurt them. They thought that they were impenetrable if they were to wear a spine around their neck. Idiots idiots they there seemed to be zero issue getting the cult members to talk they seemed very proud no remorse and they readily offered up who murdered mark kilroy they said the godfather did it the cult leaders were a 26 year old named adolfo constanzo aka the the godfather and a 24 year old named sarah aldrede who was referred to as the godmother or the witch? And like I'm like 26 and 24. I was picturing not not that. Yeah. And Sarah was actually a student. She was a college student at Texas Southmost and was known to be like super polite, really bright, intelligent, what? hardworking. The teachers were obsessed with her. She like won awards for being so great <laughs> <laughs> on her college campus. Like whether it be for I think she was like studying physical education and she just won a bunch of awards. Like she was yeah like a star student she's a star student is what i'm trying to say yeah so as word spread and the media picked up you know the story about this case the cult started being referred to as the narco satanists they didn't have like a name before um they called it like the ritual death cult something like that but then they just got nicknamed the narco satanists which i mean it kind of checks out so the godfather had ordered his followers to capture an american student to be sacrificed The members stated that Mark had almost escaped after being captured, but they were able to get him back into the car. And this is when he was bound and gagged and forced into the shack.
0: Oh, that's really sad. It's
1: awful. So the cult members lied to him and said that they would not harm him. They even fed him like plenty of food of eggs and bread and water, obviously fooling him into think like there's some sort of weird motive, but they're not going to harm him. So 12 hours after he had been taken and imprisoned, he was brought outside and the Godfather executed him with a machete. Just the most gruesome. Like They took the worst route time after time. During the extensive interrogation, the cult members kept referencing a horror film starring Martin Sheen called The Believers. I haven't seen it. I don't know if you have. Nope. But the movie is basically about a New York cult that sacrificed human beings in order to gain power and wealth. The Godfather and Godmother would organize screenings of this movie often, and it seems uh, that they all took the movie a little too literal. It was Mm -hmm. kind of like this ritualistic thing where they would have showings of it regularly. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's just it's it's uh, I mean it's embarrassing through and yeah. through. Many of the objects that were found in the shack could be tied back to Santeria, which <laughs> which is not just a Sublime song. <laughs> and I hate that I said Sublime. It's Sublime. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a Caribbean religion that's largely based on Voodoo, and the Godfather's entire family practiced Santeria. I can't like. He- say that without thinking of all of the lyrics <laughs> i got no crystal ball um the neighbors of the family were called adolfo aka the godfather killing animals and leaving their remains on people's doorsteps oh. when he moved to matamoros he became a very well-known drug lord and was widely feared by other dealers and as well as like the members of his cult he was a terrifying dude he was said to be extremely charismatic and charming, like many other cult leaders. Yeah. And he began to be known as the Pied Piper of Death. Ugh. After the bodies were found at the ranch, Sarah calls into school and states that she wouldn't be coming in anymore. Oh, I'm dropping <laughs> out. Shocker. The faculty like had known her as being this exceptional student that was always super friendly, and she said hi to everybody. And obviously this is mind blowing that she's a murderer and a drug cult. Yeah. So two weeks after the bodies were found, the police found the Godfather and the other cult members, including Sarah hiding in an apartment in Mexico city. When the police started closing in on them, he ordered one of the members to shoot him and his long-term boyfriend. I don't know if I mentioned that he was a wide, he was well, a widely known homosexual and he'd been with this one man for most of it. Like it was a very long-term relationship. And he wanted to die with him instead of being captured. So, how romantic. I know. So, they were like brutally shot. Um, They were dead by the time the police got inside and they arrested the remaining members, including Sarah, the godmother. These brutal slayings shocked the country. The once bustling party scene in Matamoros completely died out. American students were now too scared to go, understandably. Yeah. According to the article in Rolling Stone, on May 9th, the New York Times ran an item that raised the possibility that Constanzo's death might have been faked and that he might still be at large. Oh. Armando Ramirez, the resident agent the, that was in charge for the United States Drug Enforcement Administration in Brownsville, was quoted as saying that the faces of Constanzo and Quintana had been so bad, that was the boyfriend and the godfather, mm-hmm. um, they had been so badly mutilated by bullets that positive identification was impossible. The, the final verdict would have to wait until fingerprints and dental charts could prove whether or not the story of Constanzo's death was not merely a clever trick, huh. engineered by the cultists to give their leader time to make his getaway.
0: Yeah. Okay, I got it. But it seems it's him. not it, yeah? Well, yeah, I, mean, I was yeah. going to say, doesn't it seem a little a smidge inflammatory and like fear mongering to to write that type of?
1: It might still be out I there. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So all of the cult members were charged for the murders of the remaining ones, obviously the ones that did not die, of the 15 victims, as well as drug possession and trafficking. And that is the absolutely insane and horrifying story of the murder of Mark Kilroy and the narco-satanists. That's spooky, spooky. Real, real spooky. Um, And to end on, I mean, it's not like really a lighter note, (laughs) but I kind of wanted to talk about another cult that I had just come across. Okay. And it was, it, everything is super recent. So, um, <laughs> love has won. <laughs> is the name of the cult. Oh no. I know. I know. It's like, uh, it's going to be hard not for, to giggle a few times. I think okay. for both okay. of us. Okay. Love has won was founded in 2006 by Amy Carlson. Amy was born on November 30th, 1975, making her a sag. And I have to say that that totally checks out <laughs> no. at certain points of the story. Not all, but some, Um, She grew up in Dallas, Texas. From a young age, friends and family described Amy as intelligent and driven. She was a straight-A student. But her behavior started shifting as she got older, possibly mental illness. That starts to happen in your 20s. -hmm. Apparently, she started exhibiting some delusional behavior, like talking about starships and other outlandish concepts. There isn't a ton of information about her personal life, but I was able to see that she had been married three times and she had two children, and she was a manager at McDonald's. Okay. When Amy was around thirty years old, she became very interested in New Age philosophy, and this is about the time that she was recruited by a group, heavily like uh, emphasis on the air quotes on the group part. Okay. <laughs> A.K.A. Cult. Um, it was called the Galactic Federation of Light. <laughs> <sighs> Which is completely, which seems completely legit, right? It's so, completely, completely legit. Streams whatever legitimacy. they're selling. Whatever they're selling, i buy. Yeah. So she leaves her family and her job, and she joins the group around 2006. The group went on to be known as Love Has Won, which I think is incredibly inviting and pleasant, and a lot better than Galactic Light. Love
0: has <laughs> won,
1: like W O N or O N E. W O N, like we've won so the like we've war. Won, won, won the, the war. Yeah, okay. Love Has Won. I want to present the basis of their cult without sounding like I am mocking any of their beliefs, but I want you to know that there are moments where this will be really hard and impossible. Okay. And I hope you can understand. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> the group believed that army, the army. The group believed that Amy Carlson was nineteen billion years old. Oh, okay, and she birthed all of creation. Okay, I read this and I was like, "Well, if I had met a group of people that." thought that highly of me i might have stuck around for a little bit just for the ego boost
0: absolutely (laughs) would have
1: (laughs) if people are calling me the divine he'd be like well heck (laughs) let's see where this goes (laughs) what else (laughs) what What, what makes you say that what else do you like about (laughs) me do you like my hair um so yeah so it might have felt good sure but the thing is amy too believed all of this everything they were saying she was like yeah no i know (laughs) She claimed that she had been reincarnated five hundred and thirty-four times and that she was once Jesus Christ. She was once Joan of Arc. She was Cleopatra and Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Which I thought was like kind of a wild card. Yeah. So she believed that Donald Trump was her father in a past life and that she communicated with Robin Williams um after he had passed. She said that the actor was really the archangel. <laughs> God, (laughs) was really the archangel Zedekiel. And I don't know, I didn't know who that was. I had to Google it. It's the archangel of freedom and mercy, just so you know. So Robin Williams is that. Um, According to her. According to her. (laughs) We're not saying that. Just so you know, (laughs) he is that. (laughs) She believed that she led 144,000 people into a mystical fifth dimension. And I'm just like, where are they getting these numbers? Like she's 19 billion years old, 140. I just don't. Does God talked to that i don't know i just it doesn't check out to me so love has one is said to be a combination of new age spirituality and i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest i don't know how to pronounce abrahamic abrahamic (laughs) this one (laughs) look at this word abrahamic abrahamic yeah let's just go with that abrahamic religions and conspiracy theories the group claimed that not only was amy carlson a divine but she was also the queen of the lost continent of Lemuria. They believed that the Lemurian people that had survived lived in Mount Shasta, <laughs> Mount oh. Shasta, California. Oh my God. I have been to Mount Shasta. There's no Lemurians there.
0: No, no, there's mostly just meth heads.
1: Well, Oh, maybe <laughs> the, from the lost continent. <laughs> the group believed that the world was run by this secret organization That sole mission was to keep the planet in a low vibration state.
0: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) It's like one of our least favorite sentences, but we actually started really thinking about not associating I'm, with low vibration people been, i mean
0: honestly i hate that term like low vibes high vibes all that stuff i hate that and like we did start make out we start we start we started making out, out. We start, <laughs> anyways we start. we started out by making fun of that and yeah. then but it is such a good description of like a really shitty person like yeah. you just like are low vibes you do not want to associate and with now a low we vibe do person. that all the time
1: <laughs> so anyways so i get it the mm-hmm. world is run by low vibe people sure so i know that this information might shock you ashley but things didn't work out for this group (laughs) they were not they were not run well the (laughs) the group (coughs) cult uh i was gonna do like a cough cough cult but it just didn't it got choked up in my throat (laughs) so they traveled between florida california oregon colorado they were just trying to recruit people across the land the core group was made up of 12 to 20 members and they eventually landed in southwestern Colorado. In a small town that's called Saguash County. I really hope I said that right. They offered this etheric etheric surgery which they claimed removed negative energy and illness from the body and you could get this done for 88 bucks.
0: What is the surgery though? Just just is it removing just
1: removing bad vibes. But like, what there's is, no surgery. I think it's just like. Um, oh, wait, they they, oh, I they, thought you they, said surgery. They call it that. But when I from the description, it's just it's more like a it's more just like a spiritual surgery. Okay. <laughs> I hope I got that right. So they did daily live streams on YouTube in order to spread the word, get money and hopefully recruit more members. The Sagwash County Sheriff's Office stated that they received multiple complaints about brainwashing and fraud. Ex-members of the group describe it as a cult and have been very vocal about the physical abuse and sleep deprivation that they endured. Members stated that they were only allowed four to five hours of sleep at night. And I'll be honest, I obviously, like I need more than that, but I know, like, I think a lot of humans feel lucky if they can get five hours. And when I think of sleep deprivation, I think of like, they are like kept awake for 48 hours, like as a part of torture. No. You think four to five hours of
0: sleep deprivation? Yeah, consistently, because then you make them do, like, a lot of physical labor, or you make them do things, or you don't feed them enough, and they, so you're, you're, it's a technique. Oh, of, is of, it? Of, like, yeah, like, I making everyone stay up until midnight, and then they all have to get up at four, and that kind of thing. Oh, that, you would and get it's real long, tired. And you're, you don't get to
1: eat a normal, healthy diet. I'm, like, mocking these people's complaints. I'm, like, oh, big whoop. <laughs> at least, yeah. at least you weren't kept up for 48 hours. Yeah. Um. So, in May of 2020... A member of the group was found in the woods, wandering aimlessly, and they were completely disoriented. They were naked, they were dehydrated, and they stated that they had been kicked out of the group because they lacked the right energy. Amy Carlson banned the use of drugs and alcohol, but she was known for drinking insanely large amounts of alcohol and then behaving abusively and erratically towards the other members. In August of 2020, the group briefly moved to Kauai. But this didn't last long because Amy claimed to be the Hawaiian goddess Pele. (laughs) Okay. She's just rubbing everyone wrong. So this infuriated locals and a multi-day protest took place. There's footage of the protesters throwing eggs and rocks at their house. Vehicles that were parked outside were vandalized. There was glass everywhere. They were enraged. The mayor of Kauai finally had to step in and peacefully request that they immediately leave the island. In September of 2020, the group flew back to Colorado. This is when Amy Carlson's health started to quickly decline. She was 45 years old at this point, and it's reported that she was paralyzed from the waist down and she was emaciated. She claimed that she had cancer, but there isn't any medical record to support that that claim is true. Okay. Her family said that she had never even been treated by a medical doctor, so we can't confirm her claims of having cancer and it checks out because it turns out that the group believed that they could cure COVID by ingesting colloidal silver. What's that? And so I didn't know either. And it's something that should only be used externally. I think it's like used to cure infection. Like I think it's in Band-Aids or wraps. It's for like oh. out external, external wounds. Yeah. Okay. And ingesting colloidal silver causes seizures, organ failure, and skin discoloration. One of the last photos that was seen of Amy showed her with thinning hair, her skin was a purplish hue, and she was clearly starving. So I think she was blaming cancer versus the fact that she was ingesting poison because she's trying to sell this poison to her followers and other people online to make money. Well, and obviously she believes it. That's why she's ingesting it. She believed that it would cure COVID. Yeah. Amy Carlson was last seen alive on April 10th, 2021. Oh, I know this is months very ago. Very recent. Yes, by someone that was not in the group. On April twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one. One of twenty twenty one sounds better than two thousand and twenty one.
0: I was literally just thinking, oh, she's one of those. Yeah, I <laughs> met
1: those two. people. I'm very hip and Very cool. So I say twenty twenty one. One of the cult members went to the Salida Police Department to report that they had found a dead body. They led authorities to her mummified courts inside of a trailer. Her body was found inside of a sleeping bag that was wrapped up in Christmas lights. Oh. Her, f- yeah, her face was covered in glitter and her eyes were gouged out. <gasps> Authorities believe that this was some sort of makeshift shrine because when I, when I heard her being mummified in the sleeping bag, I immediately thought, okay, she died of poisoning, passed away, but there's no way as a corpse, you're wrapping yourself up in lights and gouging out your own eyes no, and of covering not. In glitter. So the state of her body and the progress of the decay meant that she had she had, had to have been dead for weeks. And the, the really disturbing fact was that there were two children that were found inside of the trailer when the investigators showed up. Alive? They were alive. Okay. But it meant that the poor children were left with a corpse for like who knows how long. Could have oh been God. weeks. And it didn't say uh, who the children belonged to in any article that I read. And just by appearance, how could authorities possibly know if this was a murder or a natural death turned shrine as a part of a, of a like a cult ritual? Mm-hmm. Seven members of the group were arrested and they were charged with abuse of a corpse. After further investigation, authorities had found that Amy had died in California and that her body was transported by a few members all the way back to Colorado. Whoa. So on May 5th, those charges were magnified with charges of tampering with a deceased human, you know, human body. Yeah. The group was charged with child abuse, abuse of a corpse, tampering with deceased human remains, and false imprisonment because of the children. An article by the Denver Post was just released on July 29th of this year, and it stated that her cause of death cannot be determined just yet due to the need for complicated lab testing, They, appa- which is so weird. So apparently they're having a difficult time finding a laboratory to test her body for heavy metals. I'm like, it's 2021. I, we can test for anything. Right. That seems maybe so Maybe it's strange. just not priority or something. I don't know.
0: Or maybe it's like related to like COVID restrictions or something.
1: I don't know. Yeah, Who knows? I don't know. I don't I'm know. no scientist. I don't know if you guys know that. I'm Same not, girl. So. <laughs> Same girl. So since Amy's death, the group has separated and gone in different directions. The ones that haven't been arrested, the ones that were not found to have been tampering, removing the body, um, they just went on to like simply rebrand. And they started calling themselves 5D, full disclosure. They're still alive and well, up and running, and they continue to sell their colloidal elixirs on their website. So if you Google 5D, full disclosure, you can find that they're selling the stuff that literally killed Amy. Wow. I'm like, how is that? I don't understand how How that's even legal. That's even okay. Which is why I'm raising awareness right now. <laughs> and like I'm all for holistic healing, but you guys please be aware. <laughs> but poison's not holistic. No, but they're saying it is and I'm like I don't wanna assume that everyone just knows not to do things because look at this group and look what all these yeah. people are doing. Yeah. And so it's all really it's obviously this all just happened. Um, so the results haven't been released. I don't even know if they've done the test yet, but I'm going to continue to Google and stay up to date with this. up to date, yeah. And I will, uh, therefore, I will keep you guys along on the journey.
0: Thank you, thank you. And that's
1: it. And those are my stories of a recent cult and then a late 80s cult. Vastly different, both Oh, you said late 80s? I thought you said, and a ladies cult. (laughs) And (laughs) a ladies. (laughs) No, that was just boys and one chick. Well, that's it for you today. And for everyone listening, <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> well, thank you. That was a, that was
0: a good one. I I I don't know. I disagree with the, you not being interested. In, I'm interested in cults. You like cults? I mean, I don't like cults. And they don't burn me up the way that fire you, said, you up. or fire me up.
1: <laughs> they don't heat my body up. <laughs> yeah, they don't
0: heat me or anything like that, but I am interested. Like my favorite true crime story of all time is the Manson family yeah. story, which is Probably because my favorite book is Ultra *Helter Skelter*. *Helter Skelter*, baby. But um, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm interested in how someone can be so charismatic mm-hmm. that tons of people just fall for it and follow
1: you like yeah. so blindly. I'm intrigued by the personality type for sure yeah. that yeah. can be a leader like that, like the Hitlers of the world, the Mansons, people that can convince other people to do anything without really getting their hands dirty. Yeah, that's fascinating to me. And if you do like Helter Skelter, there is a book um, that I've been meaning to introduce you to or or recommend to you. Um, This girl in my hometown of Sonoma, she wrote a book and I want to say it's called The Girls and I could be totally wrong, but her last name is Klein. I don't remember her first name, but she wrote this incredible book from the perspective or the point of view of the girls in the cult. And that's what got me really interested in the Manson murders. Yeah. So it's uh, the book is called The Girls and it is a novel by Emma Klein. Highly recommend. Very well written.
0: Okay, cool. That's so interesting. Yeah. So read it, Ash. Yeah, I will. That's really interesting. All
1: right. Well, I love you, Ash. I love you.
0: Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you enjoy listening. We owe everything to the many journalists, authors, filmmakers, psychiatrists, and psychologists whose extensive work and expertise we pulled from to share this episode with you. For all of our detailed source material, please visit our website, thecrimebarpodcast.com. If you'd like to see content from today, you can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Crime Bar Podcast. We really love doing this show, and if you'd like to help with the continued creation of it, you can support by donating to our Patreon, which we have linked on our website as well as our Instagram, patreon.com slash podcast. This episode was hosted by Ashley Brumley-Johnson and Ana Katharina. We'll see you next week.